Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fitness Oracle, episode two. Today with us, we have Spiros Nicolaou. He studied kinesiology both at Brock and York University here in Ontario, Canada. He became a certified personal trainer in 1999. His passions is acquiring knowledge through weightlifting and beginning his journey in wealth creation and human performance. Spiros, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on the show, John. And I'm uh, happy to be uh, your first guest. I know, but uh, you're you're the first one. You're the first victim of the of the show. <laughs> Happy to be the first guinea pig. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> tell us what got you into the fitness industry in the first place. Uh, yeah, I have to go back a long, long way to my childhood. Um, basically, um, from when I was a little kid, I've didn't have a lot of friends or anything else like that um and as i was uh, you know i didn't have a lot of friends i was teased as a kid uh bullied a little bit uh, because i was a little bit different more nerdy uh, more into the intellectual side of life um but I always used to play with my cousins because I lived with my cousins uh, and I sucked at sports. So I always wanted to become better at sports. Honestly, John, I was so bad. I couldn't even hit a tennis ball with a baseball bat when it was lobbed underhand. That's how horrible I was uh, in sports. And I sucked at everything that I did, but, um, and I always want, had that drive to be better because I wanted to, I, I was sick of being made fun of being teased. So I had that drive uh, to show up everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what really got me into fitness was when I saw, and I was watching TV, and I happened to turn the channel, and there was a bodybuilding show on TV. And that was when bodybuilding was on TV. And I saw the physiques of the Mr. of, of the men's bodybuilding, the female bodybuilder, and I just went, went to myself and I said, wow, that's freaking awesome. Wow. You know, the, yeah. And that's just absolutely inspiring. And then you get into like the incredible Hulk and Lou Ferrigno and everything else like then what he's done with his body and yeah. how that inspired everybody. And then uh, obviously the WWF or now the WWE with the wrestlers and Hulk Hogan and Macho Man, Randy Savage and all the great physiques there. So that's what kind of inspired me to look into fitness. And ever since um, high school, I really just uh, bought every bodybuilding magazine I can get uh, and just really dove right into it even though I was more into science and geeky into physics and chemistry and everything else like that. Yeah. You're in, you're in, you're in good hands here. Cause uh, I think we're both <laughs> geeky in the science for in the science stuff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So it's interesting that you would say that, uh, you know, you were bullied in high school. I know, I know my I well, know elementary my, school. Yeah. In elementary when I was school. younger. Yeah. yeah. I know myself, uh, I was also bullied in, in high school, and that's actually what mm-hmm. pushed me into the fitness, uh, fitness mm-hmm. and bodybuilding industry, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were some of your inspirations while you were uh, in, uh, in, you know, do, during your, uh, your transformation period? So some of my inspirations, especially into the fitness, uh, obviously – you know, you can't really get into talking about bodybuilding and fitness without talking about the Weeders because everything was the Joe Weeder magazines and everything else like that, muscle and fitness. Yeah. Um, 
and everything else like that. Uh, what truly inspired me though, and I really wanted to like delve in and uh, get all the information that I want, but what really inspired me to take it up to the next level was when I uh, learned about Dorian Yates. Dorian Yates is probably one of my favorite bodybuilders of all time. And then the principles of the hit style training, Mike Menser, and everything else like that, I really delved into it. My goal was to really learn about human performance, how to maximize human performance, and, you know, not just for myself, but to help others as well. Because we're everybody's on some sort of journey. Right. And Mm -hmm. there's more people who are going to be like us who have similar stories. Right. Right. (laughs) You still think that Dorian Yates is uh, one of the key people in your, in your life as he is right now, because we all know that his, he's had a a very interesting transformation from, um, you know, the big, the big uh, atypical bodybuilder, you know, macho man kind of thing to Mr. You know, He's practicing yoga and doing ayahuasca and experimenting with drugs and this and that. (laughs) So would you say that he's still kind of intriguing in your eyes? Uh, You know what? His story of getting into the bodybuilding is uh, definitely intriguing. I'm not a big fan of like the psychedelic drugs, so to speak, uh, in the ash. Asquanda or whatever, however you say it is, um, or the weed. I'm allergic to weed or any type of hemp or CBD or anything else like that. So I wouldn't even want to take that stuff anyway. Um, but anything that alters the mind, it's not something that I want. It's not something that I recommend to anybody. Um, again, I've always been into sports performance and uh, performance enhancements. So I, I studied like, uh, I've never taken, but I've studied like the sports enhancement drugs and everything else like that. Um, honestly, I couldn't afford to take them if I wanted to. So uh, because if I was going to do them, I would want to do them properly with all the um, off cycles and everything else like that, the post-cycle recovery therapies and everything else like that. And honestly, that's all that stuff doing it properly is just expensive. And Yeah. It really I is. wouldn't want to experiment. I wouldn't want to experiment with my body that way. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you also told me once that you're into powerlifting. So could you explain the difference between the powerlifting and bodybuilding for people? And what triggered you to go towards those two, like the bodybuilding and powerlifting? Well, I'm more in, like, I was more astonished by strongman, like Bill Kazmaier, um, and others, uh, like, um, can't remember their names, but the, all the classic, like, world strongmans in the 90s, early 2000s. Uh, Kazmaier is one of my favorite guys. I've seen him in um, a conference at the Society for Weight Training Injury Specialists. So they had him as one of the speakers, and he's just phenomenal just talking. I remember him telling, a, re- relating a story about how he was doing a, a meet for uh, powerlifting. Mm -hmm. So it's a squat, the deadlift, and the bench press. Um, And he's telling us there, He, I can't remember what the first event, but he was doing the first event, which was the squat. And then he tore his hamstring, Mm -hmm. one of his hamstrings, while he did the world record at that time. The next event, I think it was a deadlift. And he sat around and with a torn hamstring, set another world record. But tore the other hamstring. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> and then just two years, Kazmar, and, and he sat down. He went into the bench press with two torn hamstrings, and he set the world record in the bench press with two torn hamstrings, (laughs) you know, and I've been fascinated. Like I, I'm a very strong guy. I don't look like I'm super strong. I'm very strong. I've throughout my fitness journey, I've been able to get up to squatting like 500 pounds uh, for five reps uh, while I was in university. Uh, I think the strongest I've ever done dumbbells on the incline was 90 pounds. Mm. With the inclined dumbbells, I did a uh, three plate, plate, three plates on each side for bent over rows. I was wow. never a strong deadlifter. I was never a strong bench presser, mainly because I subluxed. Uh, I fell off a bike when I was young, mm-hmm. and I landed on my shoulder, and I subluxed my SC joint, which is the collarbone attaching to the sternum, Oof. and then also the collarbone attaching to the shoulder. Wow. So I subluxed that, so it was a slight dislocation. Uh, the bike was totaled. I ended up picking the bike. So I have a very high pain tolerance as well. And that's also why I like <laughs> strongman because I don't feel that pain. Um, I have a very high pain tolerance. The bike was totaled. I picked it up, carried it home about 10 minute walk and I'm bleeding and everything and I'm bruised. And I was going over to my cousin's house because we were going to go play tennis and baseball. And I had a baseball game that e- that later on that evening, my cousins mm-hmm. were my coach. I ended up just, packing a nice pack onto my shoulder, put some uh, bandages on, walked 45 minutes in the sweltering heat to my cousin's house, <laughs> got there, put some more thing. And I'm like, I don't know if I can play uh, baseball today. <laughs> right. I'm looking at my shoulder. It's all black and blue. <laughs> my cousin comes running over across the street because my cousins lived across the street at the time. And he's like, let me take a look. And he's doing, can you do this? And can you do this? And does it hurt again? I have a pain, high pain tolerance. So I'm like, no, he's like, you're fine. Go, you can play. Wow. <laughs> but my cousin doesn't remember that when I was, when I tell the story, but I'm like, it's all good. Right. But because of, because of that injury though, I've never been a good bench presser. Bench press has never really felt comfortable for me with the barbell. So I've never gone into doing um, that, but what really got me into doing strongman? Again, I love living, lifting heavy. I love lifting heavy. Sorry, I love the Dorian Yates philosophy. Um, when I was working selling fitness equipment, uh, I, there was this uh, incident where the forklift died, and we had to plug it in because we were getting the truck, and it was at the other side of the warehouse. And me and my manager is like, we've got to push this together. And then a customer came in, so he's like, it's my turn to deal with the customer. Just chill and wait. And then half an hour passed by, still dealing with the customer. I said, screw this. And I just pushed the forklift back to where it was. So think about it. Uh, it the forklift was about seven, 75 to 8,500 to 8,000 pounds without water, distilled water. And obviously there's still still water. So whatever weight that, that is in all the uh, batteries. And I just uh, pushed it. So it's pushing it up one side. So think of it as almost the distance of a crosswalk, a very large intersection in the city of Toronto. Yeah, so you yeah. push it up one section of the crosswalk. You have to get onto the forklift, slowly turn a dead forklift wheel. Imagine no power steering. Yeah, get out, push easy. it, get back in, turn the wheel again, straighten <laughs> it out and keep pushing it and then do it again, going all the way back. Wow. And I did that by myself. It took about half an hour, 45 minutes. I can't remember. That's it was quite a long a that was quite a workout, but it was fun. I mean, how many people can say 
they've actually pushed a for, uh, forklift. Not many. I, I <laughs> guess I just know one right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, a couple of strongmen. And, you know, um, a lot of the new world strongmen, like um, Brian Shaw, they're awesome guys. Um, uh, Nick Best, um, I'm trying to remember the one from Britain, uh, The Beast, Eddie Hall. Mm-hmm. Like yep. really awesome guys and everything else like that. And they're a great inspiration as well. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, I follow those guys as well. They're hugely great, uh, hugely amazing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, what key tip would you leave? What key? What's one key tip that you would put out there for people to lead a healthy, happy life? Well, if you really want to live a healthy, happy life, and it's hard to keep it down to one key tip but the big thing is is to know what you want in life and then to go out and to go after it with absolute passion and desire amazing Mm -hmm. what would you say to somebody who's not really seeing that in their life right now well if you're not really seeing um most of the time if you're not seeing the passion in your life it's because you really haven't clearly define what you want in life and this is what i see a lot in a lot of young individuals and a lot of people who don't have uh who've never experienced success in their life so one of the big things is to try and work on goal setting and really define what you want in life and then just repeat it over and over again and then associate an emotion with what you want and then go out there and take action so something like setting affirmations Exactly. But let's say if you're writing down your goal, seeing yourself accomplish that goal overall, um, repeating it twice a day, once out loud type of thing. And then just really believing it and giving gratitude towards it and then asking yourself, what actions do I need to take to get there? Was there a time in, was there a time in your life where you actually had to implement that? Uh, yeah, like I said, I've, uh, Action was the biggest thing that I had to do. I've always had like the motivation. I've had to figure out the action and the game plans from that. So I I was blessed that I was always self-motivated. I always had the drive. I had a, a little bit of drive from anger, again, from being teased and everything else like that. So I was an angry, angry person when I was younger. I've mellowed out now um, here, but uh, it was always the drive to be the best and to hell with everybody else type of thing when I was uh, uh, younger. But uh, it was always, you know, looking to take action. What do I have to do? How do I have to practice? Uh, For me, action was the key step. And everything else you could figure it out later on. I know uh, Dorian Yates actually used anger in his uh, workout routine. So when you started talking about anger and how, how it can help you motivate you, mm-hmm. uh, it triggered, uh, triggered in me that, uh, that thought process of Dorian Yates as well. Mm-hmm. Used that and I mean, he won Mr. Olympia with a torn bicep using that same tactic. So yeah, anger is a good motivator mm-hmm. sometimes. Yep, absolutely. Uh, also seeing yourself, anger is a good motivator. Also seeing yourself, uh, has an avatar and i think we've discussed this personally because you and i are friends uh john but looking at an avatar and who you believe so a lot of times when i go and again during eights motivated being me but a lot of times when i go into the left i would 
channel my inner Dorian Yates or I will channel Hercules, both of us being Greek and everything else like that. Uh, <laughs> getting that thumbs up from you. Yep. And, um, and also sitting down. And one of the big things that helped me was learning, and what I credit Dorian is learning how to feel the muscle work. You know, so sitting down, visualizing how I want the exercise to go uh, before I actually did the exercise, felt how it would feel completed and how awesome it would feel, mm-hmm. and then go and do the exercise. Yep. You know, that's a, that's a great way of training. I know I've <laughs> used that too on myself, and it works, it works amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the one thing that you would hope to leave this world with? Well, the one thing I would say that I would hope to leave upon this world is a legacy of helping people, you know, become better. You know, I I hope I'm I'm remembered for helping people be their best selves, uh, driving human performance and evolution really to the next level. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. If you had to go to one place in this world to visit, to visit, not to live, to visit, <laughs> where would the first place that you would go? That's an interesting question. Um, I'm from Cyprus and I love Cyprus and you know I haven't been there in a while. So Cyprus is kind of home, but it's the island of Aphrodite, the goddess of love and beauty. And Cyprus is absolutely gorgeous. And I think that's got to be a place of my next travel. Even though I've been there twice, it's got to be a place of my next travel that I really want to go and just enjoy Uh, the food, the beauty of the beaches and the environment. It's just so awesome there and I miss it. So it's one of the places that I really wanted to go. Cool. Mm -hmm. I've never been. I've always wanted to go. You should go. Uh, so what was your, what was your Eureka moment? When did it happen? And what did you learn from it? So I think what really changed my life was, um, I had a good mentor. He was kind of like a brother to me. Uh, he ended up marrying a a friend of my family. So, um, this mentor, James, he introduced me into the world of wealth creation. And he got me into reading books like Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I absolutely gobbled up, and um, Cashflow Quadrant and everything else like that. And then I got into um, reading Think and Grow Rich. And just really that mindset training and also a different way of looking at stuff that was really my eureka that I could have it all moment that in life. It's not just, it wasn't just about health and wellness and everything else like that and trying to be uh, the biggest, baddest person on the, on the planet. But now I can do more and be more influential. Right. Right. With the wealth creation. Right. Absolutely. Totally mm-hmm. agree with that. Uh, what was the hardest moment that you've had so far in your life looking back? Obviously it would be, you know, I've had bad luck with injuries. So um, obviously I was talking about the subluxation in my collarbone, which is uh, quite hurtful, especially being in the fitness industry. You're not a strong 
not being a strong bencher kind of is looked upon because the bench press is like the Herculean that everybody compares themselves to. How much can you bench, right? Right, right. Um, but I've suffered uh, several different injuries um, along the way uh, from work or other stuff. So I had, and all these little injuries have put me into the setbacks where it put me into a place where I wasn't really uh, my best. So I severely sprained my ankle where I was on uh, crutches for two months Mm -hmm. and then walking with the cane for almost a year after that. Wow. And then um, about a year later, I suffered my first neck injury. And then four months after that, I was in an elevator that uh, fell two stories before the emergency brakes kicked in and that compressed my neck. Now, I'm a big, I was a big guy at that time. I, w- I weighed, again, because uh, between the ankle injury and the first neck injury, that was when I actually pushed my first, the forklift. So I was weighing about 270. Wow. Yeah. And again, you're 270, you're in an elevator, it's uh, starting to free fall, and you're starting to go weightless at 270, and all of a sudden it stops <laughs> and you crash. So that compressed my neck. Yeah. Um, and gratefully, by the grace of God, you know, I was able to walk away from that. I mean, it knocked me from being weightless to on my ass like that instantly. Mm-hmm. And um, I was able to walk away from that grateful, gratefully. Um, all the muscle that I built up um, absorbed most of the shock. And one of the neat things that I found out from that, from having x-rays done on my neck, is my uh, doctor, he was telling me about the spine he's like uh okay I'm, we took a look at your spine he goes um this is about the normal size of the of this vertebrae in the most person he's he's exaggerating and he goes the greek the mediterraneans because you see them with uh degenerative disc diseases as they get over you see all the uh, yes the grandmothers who mm-hmm. are hunched over and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. so their spines is a lot smaller and then he goes then there's your spine which is twice the size as normal he's like all that muscle you have and all that and that spine size that's why you walked away from the injury but it but the shock they caused like a little bit of nerve impingement and everything else like that so it took me a while to get back into the fitness routine do you think do you think that uh the heavy lifting and body and the heavy lifting had a um had an impact on uh growing that that skeleton a lot thicker because I think it did have a bit of an impact as well. I think it's uh, blessed with the genetics and that uh, heavy, heavy lifting as well. Um, I know I had a recently an MRI done for, because I have uh, tinnitus in my ear and they were looking for brain anom- anomalies and uh, nerve anomalies in the spine. And they're like, and I'm 42 and they basically, the neurologist said, your spine's in amazing condition for your age. He, 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 when he was saying that, he was actually very shocked at really? how good it is. Yeah. That's, that's, wow. That's wow. Yeah. That's great. Yes. So, so go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so, yeah, the weight training definitely had an influence on the, sp- on the uh, spine and then just good genetics. And then after that, also two torn ligaments in my wrist, as you know. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, we've we've had that conversation. So many times. Many times. Yeah. 
So what steps do you personally take to get out of whatever, you know, bad stuff that goes on? Uh, I really try to, and I actually did, I do a daily wisdoms on Facebook and Instagram. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, uh, it's at Nicolaus Spiros. So N-I-C-O-L-A-O-U-S-P-I-R-O-S. Uh, you can follow me. I do daily wisdom for success. I did one on uh, one of the things is manage intelligent management of emotions. And the best way to do this is get ahead of it and set your attention intention for the day. So one of the big things is I do gratitude prayers uh, every day. Um, another thing is if you're finding yourself getting um, having your emotions run away from you because we are emotional creatures uh, between each activity. So if you're looking at emails and you're about to switch to going on the sales floor, or making sales call calls or something like that, um, just stop for the, just stop for a brief minute and just release everything from there and then set an intention of what the next you want the next activity to look like and how you want to feel. And then the third thing is to, again, gratitude is the biggest thing. And I tell people, write down uh, five things that you're grateful for and then pour into somebody something that you're grateful for having them in, in your life for, you know, not only is saying five things that you're grateful for and writing them down going to really help you. But if you tell somebody what you're grateful for them and you pour greatness into them, that not only changes you, but that changes the person and that's a whole new wavelength and vibration on both of your parts. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is so true. That is so mm -hmm. true. And I'm so glad that you, that you said that. I mean, mm -hmm. I'll be honest with everybody that's listening to this. If it wasn't for this guy right here, I would not be here. I would not be, I would not have the courage to start up my business again. And I would definitely not have the courage to start up a podcast because uh, I'm the world's largest introvert. So Spiros, I'm grateful for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I'm grateful for your friend and seeing your success has really motivated me to take it up a, a, a notch as well. Awesome. So a little bit of competition there. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I don't see it as competition. Collaboration. I see it as collaboration. Collaboration. Better if, word. Yeah. If you could pick up the phone right now and call yourself when you were 30 years old, what would you tell yourself? Stop procrastinating and, um, uh, you know, don't let the setbacks uh, haunt you. I mean, this, uh, when I was in my early 30s to mid 30s, that's when all these in incidences happened and it really uh, got me down. So basically that same advice for you about uh, managing the emotions, mm -hmm. that's what I would be giving myself when I was 30. Very good. You know? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. What are your next steps in life? So my next steps is I want to grow businesses. And um, so with wealth creation, I want to grow multiple streams of uh, wealth income because I believe that I love uh, Tony Robbins's definition of success where it's to do what you want, when you want, where you want, uh, with who you want, how often you want, and that's it. Like I, I want to be able to travel the world and see new places and meet new people. Um, fitness wise, now I've had a lot of setbacks within the fit, uh, within my own personal fitness, but I want to get back into the gym and I actually do want to do a master's competition in bodybuilding. 
and depending on uh, how my wrist is and everything else like that, uh, if I can get it repaired, um, maybe even do a strongman. Just one strongman or one uh, powerlifting competition. You'll just to say there. I did it. You'll get there. <laughs> You'll get there. Keep lifting. Keep lifting the power. Uh, the uh, the the forklifts. You'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> what keeps you up at night? You know, um, honestly, the way that this uh, world is heading to it seems like it's gone insane uh, with everything. And it's hard to believe like 10 years from now to where the world's gone today. But I know that the best course of action to change the heart and minds of people is just to be that light just to be that source of inspiration, right? Yeah. Um, Jim Rohn would say is, uh, you see a lot of kids, parents, they uh, tell their kids that they're in the mess, but they leave the kids in the mess. And that's what I see in the world today. So everybody's telling everybody that they're in a mess. They're in um, this state of victimhood or they're not going to accomplish anything and they just leave them in the mess without any uh, inspiration of being better. And I think that needs to change. Yeah. Well, there's the there's the old saying too: uh, the night the the night is always darkest before the dawn. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you want to say? That you want to leave behind? You want to say to the world? <laughs> no, I, I I just really uh, my little saying at the end of each of my uh, daily wisdoms is to love the truth because you got to really. Um, if you really want to be better, you've got to understand the truth. Like, and you and I know sometimes the truth will punch you in the gut just for punching in the gut because it's there uh, and unequivocal. Um, it's undeviating. And sometimes you don't adjust your life to it and it'll just uh, give you a nice big slap in the face. But it's a good thing. I mean, it's telling you that you're not going in the right direction. So I always have the saying of love the truth. Uh, but in really, I want to tell everybody that, you know, um, you know, you are a great person. You just have to discover that greatness in you. Yeah. Usually life has a tendency of going a little bit lower in the gut for me. <laughs> but just, just a couple of, just a couple of inches lower, but that's, yeah. it knows I can handle it. Absolutely. So Spiros. Uh, thank you again so much for coming on the show. Uh, again, for everybody out there, I highly recommend following Spee's Daily Wisdoms. They're really, really good. They've helped me quite a bit. Um, you can, like uh, Spiro, where, where can they find you on uh, Instagram and Facebook? Uh, well, Instagram, it's uh, at uh, my last name, which is N-I-C-O-L-A-O-U. And then my first name is S-P-I-R-O-S. And that's my Instagram handle. And then uh, it's Spiros Nicolau um, for my Facebook page with the SPIROS as well. Is there anywhere else that people can find you? Uh, not right now. I'm hoping to maybe launch a YouTube channel. Awesome. Shortly. I can't wait for that. That's going to be fun. Yes. So again, Spiros, thank you so much for doing this. And thank you so much for taking the time and being on the show. Uh, You are the first guest. So you are king of the mountain right now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me on. And it's been an honor to be your first guest, John.
Awesome. So for everyone out there, wherever you may be, I wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and a good night, wherever you are in this crazy world. All right. Have a good one.